So we begin week 33, at day 225. And again, I encourage you as you keep going through this and congratulate you on keep keeping going until this point as we begin day 225 and continue through Ezekiel. Reading today from chapter 10, verse 16 to chapter 13, verse 23. When the cherubim moved, the wheels moved beside them, and when they lifted their wings to rise from the earth, even then the wheels did not veer away from them. When the cherubim stood still, still the wheels stood still, and when they ascended, the wheels ascended with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in them. Then the glory of the Lord moved away from the threshold of the temple and stood above the cherubim. The cherubim lifted their wings and ascended from the earth right before my eyes. The wheels were beside them as they went. The glory of the God of Israel was above them, and it stood at the entrance to the eastern gate of the Lord's house. These were the living creatures I had seen beneath the God of Israel by the Shebar Canal, and I recognized that they were cherubim. Each had four faces and each had four wings with the form of human hands under their wings. Their faces looked like the same faces I had seen by the Shabar Canal. Each creature went straight ahead. The Spirit then lifted me up and brought me to the eastern gate of the Lord's house, which faces east and the gate's entrance were twenty-five men. Among them I saw Jazaniah son of Azur and Pelathiah son of Benaniah, leaders of the people. The Lord said to me, Son of man, these are the men who plan evil and give wicked advice in this city. They are saying, Isn't the time near to build houses? The city is the pot and we are the meat. Therefore prophesy against them. Prophesy, son of man. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on me and he told me, You are to say, This is what the Lord God says. That is what you are thinking, house of Israel, and I know the thoughts that arise in your mind. You have multiplied your slain in this city, filling its streets with the dead. Therefore this is what the Lord God says. The slain you have put within it are the meat, and the city is the pot, but I will remove you from it. You fear the sword, so I will bring the sword against you. This is the declaration of the Lord God. I will bring you out of the city and hand you over to foreigners. I will execute judgments against you. You will fall by the sword, and I will judge you at the border of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord." The city will not be a pot for you, and you will not be the meat within it. I will judge you at the border of Israel, so you will know that I am the Lord, whose statutes you have not followed and whose ordinances you have not practiced. Instead, you have acted according to the ordinances of the nations around you. Now, while I was prophesying, Pelathiah, son of Benaiah, died. Then I fell face down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord God, will you bring to an end the remnant of Israel? The word of the Lord came to me again. Son of man, your own relatives, those who have the right to redeem you, and the entire house of Israel, all of them, all those the residents of Jerusalem, have said this to Stay away from the Lord. This land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore say, This is what the Lord God says. Though I sent them far away among the nations and scattered them among the countries, yet for a little while I have been a sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. Therefore say, This is what the Lord God says. I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. When they arrive there, they will remove all its detestable things and all its abominations from it, and I will give them one heart and put a new spirit within them. I will remove their heart of stone from their bodies and give them a heart of flesh, so they may follow my statutes, keep my ordinances and practice them. They will be my people and I will be their God. 
But as for those whose hearts pursue their desire for detestable things and abominations, I will bring their actions down on their own heads. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Then the cherubim with the wheels beside them lifted their wings, and the glory of the Lord God of Israel was above them. The glory of the Lord rose up from within the city and stood on the mountain east of the city. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me to Chaldea and to the exiles in a vision from the Spirit of God. After the vision I had seen left me, I spoke to the exiles about all the things the Lord had shown me. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, you are living among a rebellious house. They have eyes to see, but do not see, and ears to hear, but do not hear, for they are a rebellious house. Son of man, pack your bags for exile and go into exile in their sight during the day. You will go into exile from your place to another place while they watch. Perhaps they will understand, though they are a rebellious house. During the day, bring out your bags like an exile's bags while they look on. Then in the evening, go out in their sight like those going into exile. As they watch, dig through the wall and take the bags out through it. And while they look on, lift the bags to your shoulder and take them out into the dark. Cover your face so that you cannot see the land, for I have made you a sign to the house of Israel. So I did just as I was commanded. I brought out my bags like an exile's bags in the daytime. In the evening I dug through the wall by hand. I took them out in the dark, carrying them on my shoulder in their sight. Then the word of the Lord came to me in the morning. Son of man, hasn't the house of Israel, that rebellious house, asked you, what are you doing? Say to them, this is what the Lord God says. This oracle is about the prince of Jerusalem and all the house of Israel who are living there. You are to say, I am a sign for you. Just as I have done, so it will be done to them. They will go into exile, into captivity. The prince who is among them will lift his bags to his shoulder in the dark and go out. They will dig through the wall to bring him out through it. He will cover his face so he cannot see the land with his eyes. They will know that I am the Lord when I disperse them among the nations and scatter them among the countries. But I will spare a few of them from the sword, famine and plague, so they can tell about all their abominations among the nations where they go. Then they will know that I am the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, eat your bread with trembling and drink your water with shaking and anxiety. Then say to the people of the land, This is what the Lord God says about the residents of Jerusalem in the land of Israel. They will eat their bread with anxiety and drink their water in dread, for their land will be stripped of everything in it because of the violence of all who live there. The inhabited cities will be destroyed and the land will become a desolation. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Again the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, what is this proverb you have, your people have about the land of Israel which goes, The days keep passing by and every vision fails. Therefore say to them, This is what the Lord God says. I will put a stop to this proverb and they will not use it again in Israel. But say to them, The days draw near as well as the fulfilment of every vision. For there will no longer be any false vision or flattering divination within the house of Israel. But I, the Lord, will speak whatever message I will speak and it will be done. It will no longer be delayed for in your days, rebellious house, I will speak a message and bring it to pass. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, notice that the house of Israel is saying, The vision that he sees concerning many years from now, he prophesies about distant times. Therefore say to them, This is what the Lord God says. None of my words will be delayed any longer. The message I speak will be fulfilled. This is the declaration of the Lord God. 
The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are prophesying. Say to those who prophesy out of their own imagination, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Your prophets, Israel, are like jackals among ruins. You did not go up to the gaps or restore the wall around the house of Israel so that it might stand in battle on the day of the Lord. They see false visions and speak lying divinations. They claim, this is the Lord's declaration when the Lord did not send them, yet they wait for the fulfilment of their message. Didn't you see a false vision and speak a lying divination when you proclaimed, this is the Lord's declaration, even though I had not spoken? Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. I am against you because you have spoken falsely and had lying visions. My hand will be against all the prophets who see false visions and speak lying divinations. They will not be present in the fellowship of my people or be recorded in the register of the house of Israel, and they will not enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord God, since they have led my people astray, saying, Peace, when there was no peace. For when someone builds a wall, they plaster it with whitewash. Therefore tell those who plaster it that it will fall. Torrential rain will come, and I will send hailstones plunging down, and a windstorm will be released. Now when the wall has fallen, will you not be asked, Where is the coat of whitewash that you put in it? So this is what the Lord says, I will release a windstorm in my wrath. Torrential rain will come in anger, and hailstones will fall in destructive fury. I will tear down the wall you plastered with whitewash, and knock it to the ground so that its foundations is exposed. The city will fall, and you will be destroyed within it. Then you will know that I am the Lord." After I exhaust my wrath against the wall and those who plaster it with whitewash, I will say to you, The wall is no more, and neither are those who plastered it. Those prophets of Israel who prophesied to Jerusalem and saw a vision of peace for her when there was no peace. Now, son of man, turn toward the women of your people who prophesy out of their own imagination. Prophesy against them and say, This is what the Lord God says. Woe to the woman who sew magic bands on the wrists of every hand and who make veils for the heads of people of every height in order to ensnare lives. Will you ensnare the lives of my people but preserve your own? You profane me in front of my people for handfuls of barley and scraps of bread. You kill those who should not die and spare those who should not live when you lie to my people who listen to lies. Therefore this is what the Lord God says. I am against your magic bands that you ensnare people with like birds, and I will tear them from your arms. I will free the people you have ensnared like birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people from your hands, so that they will no longer be prey in your hands. Then you will know that I am the Lord, because you have disheartened the righteous person within with lies, even though I have not caused him grief, and because you have encouraged the wicked person not to turn from his evil way to save his life. Therefore you will no longer see false visions or practice divination. I will deliver my people from your hands. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And there we end, day 225. So we read day 226 and read Ezekiel 14, chapter 14, verse 1 through to chapter 16, verse 43. Some of the elders of Israel came to me and sat down in front of me. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, these men have set up idols in their hearts and have put stum sinful stumbling blocks before their faces. Should I be consulted by them at all? Therefore speak to them and tell them, This is what the Lord God says. When anyone from the house of Israel sets up idols in his heart, 
puts a sinful stumbling block before his face, and then comes to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him appropriately. I will answer him according to his many idols, so that I might take hold of the house of Israel by their hearts, because they are all estranged from me by their idols. Therefore say to the house of Israel, This is what the Lord God says, Repent and turn away from your idols, turn your faces away from all your abominations. For when anyone from the house of Israel or from the foreigners who reside in Israel separates himself from me, setting up idols in his heart and putting a sinful stumbling block before his face, and then comes to the prophet to inquire of me, I, the Lord, will answer him myself. I will turn against that one and make him a sign and a proverb. I will cut him off from among my people. Then you will know that I am the Lord. But if the prophet is deceived and speaks a message, it was I, the Lord, who deceived that prophet. I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among my people Israel. They will bear their punishment. The punishment of the one who inquires will be the same as that of the prophet, in order that the house of Israel may no longer stray from following me and no longer defile themselves with all their transgressions. Then they will be my people and I will be their God. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, if a land sins against me by acting faithlessly and I stretch out my hand against it to cut off its supply of bread, to send famine through it and to wipe out both man and animal from it, even if these three men, Noah, Daniel and Job, were in it, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness. This is the declaration of the Lord God. If I allow dangerous animals to pass through the land and depopulate it so that it becomes desolate with no one passing through it for fear of the animals, even if these three men were in it, as I live, they could not deliver their sons or daughters. They alone would be delivered, but the land would be desolate. Or if I bring a sword against that land and say, Let a sword pass through it, so that I wipe out both man and animal from it. Even if these three men were in it, as I live, they could not deliver their sons or daughters, but they alone would be delivered. Or if I send a plague into that land and pour out my wrath on it with bloodshed, to wipe out both man and animal from it, even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, they could not deliver their son or daughter, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness. For this is what the Lord God says, How much worse will it be when I send my four devastating judgments against Jerusalem, sword, famine, dangerous animals, and plague, in order to wipe out both man and animal from it? Even so, there will be survivors left in it, sons and daughters who will be brought out, Indeed, they will come out to you, and you will observe their conduct and actions. Then you will be consoled about this devastation I have brought on Jerusalem, about all I have brought on it. They will bring you consolation when you see their conduct and actions, and you will know that it was not without cause that I have done what I did to it. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, how does the wood of the vine, that branch among the trees of the forest, compare to any other wood? Can wood be taken from it to make something useful, or can anyone make a peg from it to hang things on? In fact, it is put into the fire as fuel. The fire devours both of its ends and the middle of its chard. Can it be useful for anything? Even when it was whole, it would not be made into a useful object. How much less can it ever be made into anything useful when the fire has devoured it and it's charred? Therefore this is what the Lord God says, Like the wood of the vine among the trees of the forest, which I have given to the fire as fuel, 
so I will give up the residents of Jerusalem. I will turn against them. They may have escaped from the fire, but it will still consume them, and you will know that I am the Lord when I turn against them. I will make the land desolate because they have acted unfaithfully. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me again. Son of man, explain Jerusalem's abominations to her. You are to say, this is what the Lord God says to Jerusalem. Your origin and your birth were in the land of the Canaanites. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. As for your birth, your umbilical cord wasn't cut on the day you were born and you weren't washed clean with water. You were not rubbed with salt or wrapped in clothes. No one cared enough about you to do even one of these things out of compassion for you. But you were thrown into the open field because you were despised on the day you were born. I passed by you and saw you lying in your blood and I said to you as you lay in your blood, Live. Yes, I said to you as you lay in your blood, Live. I made you thrive like plants of the field. You grew up and matured and became very beautiful. Your breasts were formed and your hair grew, but you were stark naked. Then I passed by you and saw, and you were indeed the age for love. So I spread the edge of my garment over you and covered your nakedness. I pledged myself to you, entered into a covenant with you, and you became mine. I washed you with water, rinsed off your blood, and anointed you with oil. I clothed you in embroidered cloth and provided you with leather sandals. I also wrapped you in fine linen and covered you with silk. I adorned you with jewellery, putting bracelets on your wrists and a chain around your neck. I put a ring in your nose, earrings on your ears and a beautiful tiara on your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver and your clothing was made of fine linen, silk and embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour, honey and oil. You became extremely beautiful and attained royalty. Your fame spread among the nations because of your beauty for it was perfect through my splendour which I had bestowed on you. But you were confident in your beauty and acted like a prostitute because of your fame. You lavished your sexual favours on anyone who passed by. Your beauty became his. You took some of your garments and made colourful high places for yourself and you engaged in prostitution on them. These places should not have been built and this should never have happened. You also took your beautiful jewellery made from the gold and silver I had given you and you made male images so that you could engage in prostitution with them. Then you took your embroidered garments to cover them and set my oil and incense before them. You also set before them as a pleasing aroma the food I gave you, the fine flour, oil and honey that I fed you. This is what happened. You even took your sons and daughters you bore to me and sacrificed them to these images as food. Wasn't your prostitution enough? You slaughtered my children and gave them up when you passed them through the fire to the images. In all your abominations and acts of prostitution, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were stark naked and lying in your blood. Then, after all your evil, woe, woe to you. You built yourself a mound and made yourself an elevated place in every square. You built your elevated place at the head of every street and turned your beauty into an abomination. You spread your legs to everyone who passed by and increased your prostitution. You engaged in promiscuous acts with Egyptian men, your well-endowed neighbours, and increased your prostitution to provoke me to anger. Therefore I stretched out my hand against you and reduced your provisions. I gave you over to the desire of those who hate you, the Philistine women who were embarrassed by your indecent behaviour. Then you engaged in prostitution with the Assyrian men because you were not satisfied. 
Even though you did this with them, you were still not satisfied, so you extended your prostitution to Chaldea, the land of merchants, but you were not satisfied with this. How your heart was inflamed with lust when you did all these things, the acts of a brazen prostitute, building your mound at the head of every street and making your elevated place in every square. But you were unlike a prostitute because you scorned payment. You adulterous wife who receives strangers instead of her husband. Men give gifts to all prostitutes, but you gave gifts to all your lovers. You bribed them to come to you from all around for your sexual fevers. So you were the opposite of other women in your acts of prostitution. No one solicited you. When you paid a fee instead of one being paid to you, you were the opposite. Therefore you prostitute, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Because your lust was poured out and your nakedness exposed by your acts of prostitution with your lovers, and because of all your detestable idols and the blood of your children that you gave to them, I am therefore going to gather to all the lovers you pleased, all those you loved, as well as all those you hated. I will gather them against you from all around and expose your nakedness to them, so that they see you completely naked. I will judge you the way adulteresses and those who shed blood are judged. Then I will bring about your bloodshed and wrath and jealousy. I will hand you over to them and they will level your mounds and tear down your elevated places. They will strip off your clothes, take your beautiful jewellery and leave you stark naked. They will bring a mob against you to stone you and cut you to pieces with their swords. Then they will burn down your houses and execute judgments against you in the sight of many women. I will stop you from being a prostitute and you will never again pay fees for lovers. So I will satisfy my wrath against you and my jealousy will turn away from you. Then I will be silent and no longer angry. Because you did not remember the days of your youth but enraged me with all these things, I will also bring your actions down on your own head. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Haven't you committed immoral acts in addition to all your abominations? And there we end, day 226. Day 227, as we continue through Ezekiel, beginning today at 16, verse 44, through chapter 18, verse 32. So we begin in chapter 16, verse 44. Look, everyone who uses Proverbs will say this proverb about you, like mother, like daughter. You are the daughter of your mother who despised her husband and children. You are the sister of your sisters who despised their husbands and children. Your mother was a Hittite and your father an Ammonite. Your older sister was Samaria, who lived with her daughters to the north of you, and your younger sister was Sodom, who lived with her daughters to the south of you. Didn't you walk in their ways and practice their abominations? It was only a short time before you behaved more corruptly than they did. As I live, your sister Sodom and her daughters have not behaved as you, your daughters have. Now this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, plenty of food and comfortable security, but didn't support the poor and needy. These were haughty and did detestable things before me, so I removed them when I saw this. But Samaria did not commit even half your sins. You have multiplied your abomination beyond theirs, and made your sisters appear righteous by all the abominations you have committed. You must also bear your disgrace, since you have been an advocate for your sisters, for they appear more righteous than you because of your sins, which you committed more abhorrently than they did. So you also be ashamed and bear your disgrace, since you have made your sisters appear righteous. I will restore their fortunes, the fortunes of Sodom and their, her daughters, and those of Samaria and her daughters. 
I will also restore your fortunes among them, so you will bear your disgrace and be ashamed of all you did when you comforted them. As for your sisters, Sodom and her daughters and Samaria and her daughters will return to their former state. You and your daughters will also return to your former state. Didn't you treat your sister Sodom as an object of scorn when you were proud before your wickedness was exposed? It was like the time you were scorned by the daughters of Aram and all those around her and by the daughters of the Philistines, those you treat, who treated you with contempt from every side. You yourself must bear the consequences of your indecency and abominations. For this is what the Lord God says, I will deal with you according to what you have done, since you have despised the oath by breaking the covenant. But I will remember the covenant I made with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember your ways and be ashamed when you receive your older and younger sisters. I will give them to you as daughters, but not because of your covenant. I will establish my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord, so that when I make atonement for all you have done, you will remember and be ashamed, and never open your mouth again because of your disgrace. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, pose a riddle and speak a parable to the house of Israel. You are to say, this is what the Lord God says. A great eagle with great wings, long pinions and full plumage of many colours came to Lebanon and took the top of the cedar. He plucked off its topmost shoot, brought it to the land of merchants and set it in a city of traders. Then he took some of the land's seed and put it in a fertile field. He set it like a willow, a plant by abundant waters. It sprouted and became a spreading vine, low in height with its branches turned toward him, yet, it roots, yet its roots stayed under it. So it became a vine, produced branches and sent forth shoots. But there was another great eagle with great wings and thick plumage, and this vine bent its roots toward him. It stretched out its branches to him from its planting bed so that he might water it. It had been planted in a good field by abundant waters in order to produce branches, bear fruit and become a splendid vine. You are to say, this is what the Lord God says. Will it flourish? Will he not tear out its roots and strip off its fruit so that it shrivels? All its fresh leaves will wither. Great strength and many people will not be needed to pull it from its roots. Even though it is planted, will it flourish? Won't it completely wither when the east wind strikes it? It will wither on the bed where it sprouted. The word of the Lord came to me. Now say to that rebellious house, Don't you know what these things mean? Tell them, the king of Babylon came to Jerusalem, took its king and officials and brought them back with him to Babylon. He took one of the royal family and made a covenant with him, putting him under oath. Then he took away the leading men of the land, so the kingdom might be humble and not exalt itself, but might keep his covenant in order to endure. However, this king revolted against him by sending his ambassadors to Egypt, so that they might give him horses and a large army. Will he flourish? Will the one who does such things escape? Can he break a covenant and still escape? As I live, he will die in Babylon in the land of the king who put him on the throne, whose oath he despised and whose covenant he broke. Pharaoh will not help him with his great army and vast horde in battle, when ramps are built and siege walls constructed to destroy many lives. He despised the oath by breaking the covenant. He did all these things even though he gave his hand and pledge. He will not escape. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. As I live, I will bring down on his head my oath that he despised and my covenant that he broke. I will spread my net over him and he will be captured in my snare. 
I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment on him there for the treachery he committed against me. All the fugitives among his troops will fall by the sword, and those who survive will be scattered to every direction of the wind. Then you will know that I, Yahweh, have spoken. This is what the Lord God says. I will take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and plant it. I will pluck a tender sprig from its topmost shoots, and I will plant it on a high, towering mountain. I will plant it on Israel's high mountain so that it may bear branches, produce fruit and become a majestic cedar. Birds of every kind will nest under it, taking shelter in the shade of its branches. Then all the trees of the field will know that I am the Lord. I bring down the tall tree and make low the tall tree. I cause the green tree to wither and make the withered tree thrive. I, Yahweh, have spoken and I will do it. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by using this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, this is the declaration of the Lord God. You will no longer use this proverb in Israel. Look, every life belongs to me. The life of the father is like the life of the son. Both belong to me. The person who sins is the one who will die. Now suppose a man is righteous and does what is just and right. He does not eat at the mountain shrines or raise his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel. He does not defile his neighbour's wife or come near a woman during her menstrual impurity. He doesn't oppress anyone but returns his collateral to the debtor. He does not commit robbery but gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. He doesn't lend at interest or for profit but keeps his hand from wrongdoing and carries out true justice between men. He follows my statutes and keeps my ordinances acting faithfully. Such a person is righteous, he will certainly live. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Now suppose the man has a violent son who sheds blood and does any of these things, though the father has done none of them. Indeed, when his son eats at the mountain shrines and defiles his neighbour's wife, and when he oppresses the poor and needy, commits robbery and does not return collateral, and when he raises his eyes to the idols, commits abominations and lends at interest or for profit, will he live? He will not live. Since he has committed all these abominations, he will certainly die. His blood will be on him. Now suppose he has a son who sees all the sins his father has committed, and though he sees them, he does not do likewise. He does not eat at the mountain shrines or raise his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel. He does not defile his neighbour's wife. He doesn't oppress anyone, hold collateral or commit robbery. He gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. He keeps his hand from harming the poor, not taking interest or profit on loan. He practices my ordinances and follows my statutes. Such a person will not die for his father's iniquity. He will certainly live. As for his father, he will die for his own iniquity because he practiced fraud, robbed his brother and did what was wrong among his people. But you may ask, why doesn't the son suffer punishment for the father's iniquity? Since the son has done what is just and right, carefully observing all my statutes, he will certainly live. The person who sins is the one who will die. A son won't suffer punishment for the father's iniquity, and a father won't suffer punishment for the son's iniquity. The righteousness of the righteous person will be on him, and the wickedness of the wicked person will be on him. Now if the wicked person turns from all the sins he has committed, keeps all my statutes, and does what is just and right, he will certainly live, he will not die. None of the transgressions he has committed will be held against him. He will live because of the righteousness he has practised. 
Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? Instead, don't I take pleasure when he turns from his way and lives? But when a righteous person turns from his righteousness and practices iniquity, committing the same abominations that the wicked do, will he live? None of the righteous acts he did will be remembered. He will die because of the treachery he has engaged in and the sin he has committed. But you say, the Lord's way isn't fair. Now listen, house of Israel, is it my way that is unfair? Instead, isn't it your ways that are unfair? When a righteous person turns from his righteousness and practices iniquity, he will die for this. He will die because of the iniquity he has practiced. But if a wicked person turns from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he will preserve his life. He will certainly live because he thought it over and turned from all the transgressions he had committed. He will not die. But the house of Israel says, The Lord's way isn't fair. Is it my ways that are unfair, house of Israel? Instead, isn't it your ways that are unfair? Therefore, house of Israel, I will judge each one of you according to his ways. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, so they will not be a stumbling block that causes your punishment. Throw off all the transgressions you have committed, and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, house of Israel? For I take no pleasure in anyone's death. So repent and live. And there we end, day 227. Day 228, and we continue through Ezekiel. As we begin today at Ezekiel chapter 19, verse 1, and go through to 21, verse 7. Beginning at 19, verse 1. Now lament for the princes of Israel, and say, What was your mother, a lioness? She lay down among the lions, she reared her cubs among the young lions, she brought up one of her cubs, and he became a young lion. After he learned to tear prey, he devoured people. When the nations heard about him, he was caught in their pit, but they led him away with hooks to the land of Egypt. When she saw that she waited in vain that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. He prowled among the lions, and he became a young lion. After he learned to tear prey, he devoured people. He devastated their strongholds and destroyed their cities. The land and everything in it shuddered at the sound of his roaring. Then the nations from the surrounding provinces set out against him. They spread their net over him. He was caught in their pit. They put a wooden yoke on him with hooks and led him away to the king of Babylon. They brought him into the fortresses so his roar could no longer be heard in the mountains of Israel. Your mother was like a vine in your vineyard planted by the water. It was fruitful and full of branches because of plentiful waters. It had strong branches fit for the scepters of rulers, its height tarred among the clouds. So it was conspicuous for its height as well as its many branches. But it was uprooted in fury, thrown to the ground, and the east wind dried up its fruit. Its strong branches were torn off and dried up, fire consumed them. Now it is planted in the wilderness in a dry and thirsty land. Fire has gone out from its main branch and has devoured its fruit, so that it no longer has a strong branch, a sceptre for ruling. This is a lament and should be used as a lament. In the seventh year, in the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, some of Israel's elders came to consult the Lord, and they sat down in front of me. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak with the elders of Israel and tell them, This is what the Lord God says, Are you coming to consult me? As I live, I will not be consulted by you. Will you pass judgment against them? Will you pass judgment, son of man? Explain to them the abominations of their fathers. 
Say to them, This is what the Lord God says. On the day I chose Israel, I swore an oath to the descendants of Jacob's house and made myself known to them in the land of Egypt. I swore to them, saying, I am the Lord your God. On that day I swore to them that I would bring them out of the land of Egypt into a land I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands. I also said to them, Each of you must throw away the detestable things that are before your eyes and not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and were unwilling to listen to me. None of them threw away the detestable things that were before their eyes, and they did not forsake the idols of Egypt. So I considered pouring out my wrath on them, exhausting my anger against them within the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, so that it would not be profaned in the eyes of the nations they were living among, in whose sight I had made myself known to Israel by bringing them out of Egypt. So I brought them out of the land of Egypt and led them into the wilderness. Then I gave them my statutes and explained my ordinances to them. The person who does them will live by them. I also gave them my Sabbaths to serve as a sign between me and them, so that they will know that I am the Lord who sets them apart as holy. But the house of Israel rebelled against me. They did not follow my statutes and they rejected my ordinances. The person who does them will live with them and by them. They also completely profaned my Sabbaths. So I considered pouring out my wrath on them in the wilderness to put an end to them. But I acted because of my name so that it would not be profaned in the eyes of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. However, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land I had given them, the most beautiful of all lands flowing with milk and honey, because they rejected my ordinances, profaned my Sabbaths, and did not follow my statutes, for their hearts went after their idols. But I spared them, them from destruction and did not bring them to an end in the wilderness. Then I said to their children in the wilderness, Don't follow the statutes of your fathers, defile yourself with their idols, or keep their ordinances. I am the Lord your God. Follow my statutes, keep my ordinances and practice them. Keep my Sabbaths holy and they will be a sign between me and you, so you may know that I am the Lord your God. But the children rebelled against me. They did not follow my statutes or carefully keep my ordinances. The person who does them will live by them. They also profaned my Sabbaths, so I considered pouring out my wrath on them and exhausting my anger against them in the wilderness. But I withheld my hand and acted because of my name, so that it would not be profaned in the sight of the nations whose sight I brought them out. However, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would disperse them among the nations and scatter them among the countries. For they did not practice my ordinances, but rejected my statutes and profaned my Sabbaths, and their eyes were fixed on their father's idols. I also gave them statutes that were not good and ordinances that did not bring them life. When they made every firstborn pass through the fire, I defiled them through their gifts in order to devastate them, so that they would know that I am the Lord. Therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel and tell them, This is what the Lord God says. In this way also your fathers blasphemed me by committing treachery against me. When I brought them into the land that I swore to give them, and they saw any high hill or leafy tree, they offered their sacrifices and presented their offensive offerings there. They also sent up their pleasing aromas and poured out their drinks offerings there. So I asked them, What is this high place you are going to? And it is called high place to this day. Therefore say to the house of Israel, This is what the Lord God says. 
Are you defiling yourselves the way your fathers did, and prostituting yourselves with their detestable things? When you offer your gifts, making your children pass through the fire, you continue to defile yourselves with all your idols to this day. So should I be consulted by you, house of Israel? As I live, I will not be consulted by you. When you say, Let us be like the nations, like the peoples of other countries, worshipping wood and stone, what you have in mind will never happen. As I live, the declaration of the Lord God, I will rule over you with a strong hand, an outstretched arm and outpoured wrath. I will bring you from the peoples and gather you from the countries where you were scattered, with a strong hand and outstretched arm and outpoured wrath. I will lead you into the wilderness of the peoples and enter into judgment when you face there, face to face. Just as I entered into judgment with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so I will enter into judgment with you. I will make you pass under the rod and will bring you into the bond of the covenant, and I will also purge you of those who rebel and transgress against me. I will bring them out of the land where they live as foreign residents, but they will not enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, house of Israel, this is what the Lord God says. Go and serve your idols, each of you, but afterwards you will surely listen to me and you will no longer defile my holy name with your gifts and idols. For on my holy mountain, Israel's high mountain, there the entire house of Israel, all of them will serve me in the land. There I will accept them and will require your contributions and choicest gifts, all your holy offerings. When I bring you from the peoples and gather you from the countries where you have been scattered, I will accept you as a pleasing aroma, and I will demonstrate my holiness through you in the sight of the nations. When I lead you into the land of Israel, the land I swore to give your fathers, you will know that I am the Lord. There you will remember your ways and all your deeds you have defiled yourselves with, and you will loathe yourselves for all the evil things you have done. You will know that I am the Lord, house of Israel, when I have dealt with you because of my name, rather than according to your evil ways and corrupt acts. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, face the south and preach against it. Prophesy against the forest land in the Negev and say to the forest there, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says. I am about to ignite a fire in you and it will devour every green tree and every dry tree in you. The blazing flame will not be extinguished and every face from the south to the north will be scorched by it. Then all people will see that I, Yahweh, have kindled it. It will not be extinguished. Then I said, Lord God, they are saying of me, isn't he just posing riddles? The word of the Lord came to me again. Son of man, turn your face toward Jerusalem and preach against the sanctuaries. Prophesy against the land of Israel and say to it, This is what the Lord says, I am against you. I will draw my sword from its sheath and cut off both the righteous and the wicked from you. Since I will cut off both the righteous and the wicked, my sword will therefore come out of its sheath against everyone from the south to the north. So all the people will know that I, the Lord, have taken my sword from its sheath. It will not be sheathed again. But you, son of man, groan, groan bitterly with a broken heart right before their eyes. And when they ask you, why are you groaning? Then say, because of the news that is coming. Every heart will melt and every hand will become weak. Every spirit will be discouraged and every knee will turn to water. Yes, it is coming and it will happen. This is the declaration of the Lord God. And there we end, day 228.
So we continue on day 229, beginning at Ezekiel 21, verse 8, and through to chapter 23, verse 21. Beginning in chapter 21, verse 8. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy. This is what the Lord says, you are to proclaim. A sword, a sword is sharpened and also polished. It is sharpened for slaughter, polished to flash like lightning. Should we rejoice? The scepter of my son, the sword despises every tree. The sword is given to be polished, to be grasped in the hand. It is sharpened and it is polished to be put in the hand of the slayer. Cry out and wail, son of man, for it is against my people. It is against all the princes of Israel. They are given over to the sword with my people. Therefore strike your thigh in grief. Surely it will be a trial. And what if the sword despises even the scepter? The scepter will not continue. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and clap your hands together, that the sword strike two times, even three. It is a sword for massacre, a sword for great massacre. It surrounds them. I have appointed a sword for slaughter at all their gates, so that their hearts may melt and many may stumble. Alas, it is ready to flash like lightning. It is drawn for slaughter. Slash to the right, turn to the left, wherever your blade is directed. I also will clap my hands together, and I will satisfy my wrath. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Now you, son of man, mark out two roads that the sword of Babylon's king can take. Both of them should originate from the same land, and make a signpost at the fork in the road to each city. Mark out a road that the sword can take to Rabbah of the Ammonites, and to Judah in fortified Jerusalem. For the king of Babylon stands at the split in the road, at the fork of the two roads, to practice divination. He shakes the arrows, consults the idols, and observes the liver. The answer marked Jerusalem appears in his right hand, indicating that he should set up battering rams, give the order to slaughter, raise a battle cry, set battering, battering rams against the gates, build a ramp and construct a siege wall. It will seem like false divination in the eyes of those who have sworn an oath to the Babylonians, but it will draw attention to their guilt so that they will be captured. Therefore this is what the Lord God says, because you have drawn attention to your guilt, exposing your transgressions so that your sins are revealed in all your actions. Since you have done this, you will be captured by them. And you, profane and wicked prince of Israel, the day has come for your punishment. This is what the Lord God says, remove the turban and take off the crown. Things will not remain as they are, exalt the lowly and bring down the exalted. A ruin, a ruin, it will make it a ruin. Yet this will not happen until he comes. I have given the judgment to him. Now prophesy, son of man, and say, This is what the Lord God says concerning the Ammonites and their contempt. You are to proclaim sword, sword, you are drawn for slaughter, polished to consume, to flash like lightning. While they offer false visions and lying divinations about you, the time has come to put you to the necks of the profane wicked ones. The day has come for your punishment. Return it to its sheath. I will judge you in the place where you were created, in the land of your origin. I will pour out my indignation on you. I will blow the fire of my fury on you. I will hand you over to brutal men skilled at destruction. You will be fuel for the fire. Your blood will be spilled in the land. You will not be remembered, for I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord came to me. Now, son of man, will you pass judgment? Will you pass judgment against the city of blood? Then explain all her abominations to her. You are to say, this is what the Lord God says. A city that sheds blood within her walls so that her time of judgment has come, and who makes idols for herself so that she is defiled. 
You are guilty of the blood you have shed, and you are defiled from the idols you have made. You have brought your judgment days near, and have come to your years of punishment. Therefore I have made you a disgrace to the nations, and a mockery to all the lands. Those who are near and those far away from you will mock you, you infamous one full of turmoil. Look, every prince of Israel within you has used his strength to shed blood. Father and mother are treated with contempt, and the foreign resident is exploited within you. The fatherless and widow are oppressed in you. You despise my holy things and profane my Sabbaths. There are men within you who slander in order to shed blood. People who live in you eat at the mountain shrines. They commit immoral acts within you. Men within you have sexual intercourse with their father's wife and violate women during their menstrual impurity. One man within you commits an abomination with his neighbour's wife. Another wickedly defiles his daughter-in-law and yet another violates his sister, his father's daughter. People who live in you accept bribes in order to shed blood. You take interest in profit and alone and brutally extort your neighbours. You have forgotten me. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Now look, I clap my hands together against the unjust gain you have made, and against the blood shed among you. Will your courage endure, or your hands be strong in the days when I deal with you? I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will act. I will disperse you among the nations and scatter you among the countries. I will purge your uncleanness. You will be profaned in the sight of the nations. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, the house of Israel has become dross to me. All of them are copper, tin, iron and lead inside the furnace. They are the dross of silver. Therefore this is what the Lord God says. Because all of you have become dross, I am about to gather you into Jerusalem. Just as one gathers silver, copper, iron, lead and tin into the furnace to blow fire on them and melt them, so I will gather you in my anger and wrath, put you inside and melt you. Yes, I will gather you together and blow on you with the fire of my fury, and you will be melted within the city. As silver is melted inside a furnace, so you will be melted inside the city. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have poured out my wrath on you. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, say to her, you are a land that has not been cleansed, that has not received rain in the day of indignation. The conspiracy of her, her prophets within her is like a roaring lion tearing its prey. They devour people, seize wealth and valuables, and multiply the widows within her. Her priests do violence to my law and profane my holy things. They make no distinction between the holy and the common, and they do not explain the difference between the clean and the unclean. They disregard my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. Her officials within her are like wolves tearing their prey, shedding blood and destroying lives in order to get unjust gain. Her prophets plaster with whitewash for them by seeing false visions and lying divinations, and they say, This is what the Lord God says when the Lord has not spoken. The people of the land have practised extortion and committed robbery. They have oppressed the poor and needy and unlawfully exploited the foreign resident. I searched for a man among them who would repair the wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I might destroy, not destroy it, but I find no one. So I have poured out my indignation on them and have consumed them with the fire of my fury. I have brought their actions down in their own heads. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me again. Son of man, there were two women, daughters of the same mother, who acted like prostitutes in Egypt behaving promiscuously in their youth. Their breasts were fondled there and their virgin nipples caressed. The older one was named Ohala and her sister was Ohalaiba. 
They became mine and gave birth to sons and daughters. As for their name, Ohalah represents Samaria and Ohilaba represents Jerusalem. Ohalah acted like a prostitute even though she was mine. She lusted after her lovers, the Assyrians, warriors dressed in blue, governors and prefects, all of them desirable young men, horsemen riding on steeds. She offered her sexual favours to them, all of them were the elite of Assyria. She defiled herself with all those she lusted after and with all their idols. She didn't give up her promiscuity that began in Egypt when men slept with her in her youth, caressed her virgin nipples and poured out their, their lust on her. Therefore I handed her over to her lovers, the Assyrians she lusted for. They exposed her nakedness, seized her sons and daughters and killed her with the sword. Since they executed judgment against her, she became notorious among women. Now her sister Ohelaba saw this, but she was even more depraved in her lust than Ohelah, and made her promiscuous acts worse than those of her sister. She lusted after the Assyrians, governors and prefects, warriors splendidly dressed, horsemen riding on steeds, all of them desirable young men. And I saw that she had defiled herself. Both of them had taken the same path. But she increased her promiscuity when she saw male figures carved in the walls, images of the Chaldeans engraved in vermilion, wearing belts on their waists and flowing turbans all of, on their head. All of them looked like officers, a depiction of the Babylonians in Chaldea, the land of their birth. At the sight of them she lusted after them and sent messengers to them in Chaldea. Then the Babylonians came to her, to the bed of love, and defiled her with their lust. But after she was defiled by them, she turned away from them in disgust. When she flaunted her promiscuity and exposed her nakedness, I turned away from her in disgust, just as I turned away from her sister. Yet she multiplied her acts of promiscuity, remembering the days of her youth when she acted like a prostitute in the land of Egypt, and lusted after their lovers whose sexual members were like those of donkeys, and whose omission was like that of stallions. So you revisited the indecency of your youth, when the Egyptians caressed your nipples to enjoy youthful breasts. And there we end, day 229. Day 230, and we continue through a couple of chapters of Ezekiel, and then back into Jeremiah for a few chapters. Ezekiel 23, chapter 22. Therefore, Oliba, this is what the Lord God says, I am going to incite your lovers against you, those you turned away from in disgust. I will bring them against you from every side, the Babylonians and all the Chaldeans, Picard, Shuah and Koa, and all the Assyrians with them, desirable young men, all of them governors and prefects, officers and administrators, all of them riding on horses. They will come against you with an alliance of nations and with weapons, chariots, Shields and wagons, they will set themselves against you on every sea side with shields, bucklers and helmets. I will delegate judgment to them and they will judge you by their own standards. When I vent my jealous rage on you, they will deal with you in wrath. They will cut off your nose and ears and your descendants will fall by the sword. They will seize your sons and daughters and your descendants will be consumed by fire. They will strip off your clothes and take your beautiful jewellery. So I will put an end to your indecency and sexual immorality, which began in the land of Egypt, and you will not look longingly at them or remember Egypt any more. For this is what the Lord God says, I am going to hand you over to those who hate you, and you hate to those who turned away from you in disgust. They will treat you with hatred, take all you have worked for and leave you stark naked, 
so that the shame of your debauchery will be exposed, both your indecency and promiscuity. These things will be done to you because you acted like a prostitute with the nations, defiling yourself with their idols. You have followed the path of your sister, so I will put her cup in your hand. This is what the Lord God says. You will drink your sister's cup, which is deep and wide. You will be an object of ridicule and scorn, for it holds so much. You will be filled with drunkenness and grief, with a cup of devastation and desolation, the cup of your sister Samaria. You will drink it and drain it, then you will gnaw its broken pieces and tear your breasts, for I have spoken. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Therefore this is what the Lord God says, because you have forgotten me and cast me behind your back, you must bear the consequences of your indecency and promiscuity. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, will you pass judgment against Ohalah and Ohilabah, then declare their abominations to them? For they have committed adultery, and blood is on their hands. They have committed adultery with their idols. They have even made their children they bore to me pass through the fire as food for the idols. They also did this to me. They defiled my sanctuary on that same day, and profaned my Sabbaths. On the same day they slaughtered their children for their idols. They entered my sanctuary to profane it. Yes, that is what they did inside my house. In addition, they sent for men who came from far away when a messenger was dispatched to them. And look how they came. You bathed, painted your eyes, and adorned yourself with jewellery for them. You sat on a luxurious couch with a table spread before it on which you had set my incense and oil. The sound of a carefree crowd was there. Drunkards from the desert were brought in along with common men. They put bracelets on the woman's hands and beautiful crowns on their heads. Then I said concerning this woman worn out by adultery, Will they now have illicit sex with her, even her? Yet they had sex with her as one does with a prostitute. This is how they had sex with Ohala and Ohalaba, those obscene women. But righteous men will judge them the way adulteresses and those who shed blood are judged, for they are adulteresses and blood is on their hands. This is what the Lord God says. Summon an assembly against them and consign them to terror and plunder. The assembly will stone them and cut them down with their swords. They will kill their sons and daughters and burn their houses with fire. So I will put an end to indecency in the land, and all the women will be admonished not to imitate your indecent behaviour. They will repay you for your indecency, and you will bear the consequences for your sins of idolatry. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me in the ninth year, in the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month. Son of man, write down today's date, this very day. The king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem this very day. Now speak a parable to the rebellious house. Tell them, this is what the Lord God says. Put the pot on the fire, put it on, and then pour water into it. Place the pieces of meat in it, every good piece, thigh and shoulder. Fill it with choice bones. Take the choicest of the flock and also pile up the fuel under it. Bring it to a boil and cook the bones in it. Therefore this is what the Lord God says, Woe to the city of bloodshed, the pot that has rust inside it, and whose rust will not come off. Empty it piece by piece, lots should not be cast for its contents. For the blood she shed is in her midst. She put it out on the bare rock, she didn't pour it on the ground to cover it with dust. In order to stir up wrath and take vengeance, I have put her blood on the bare rock, so that it would not be covered. Therefore this is what the Lord God says, Woe to the city of bloodshed. I myself will make the pile of kindling large. Pile on the logs and kindle the fire. Cook the meat well and mix in the spices. Let the bones be burned. 
Set the empty pot in its coal so that it becomes hot and its copper glows. Then its impurity will melt inside, its rust will be consumed. It has frustrated every effort, its thick rust will not come off. Into the fire with its rust. Because of the indecency of your uncleanness, since I tried to purify you, but you would not be purified from your uncleanness, you will not be pure again until I have satisfied my wrath on you. I, the Lord, have spoken. It is coming, and I will do it. I will not refrain, I will not show pity, and I will not relent. I will judge you according to your ways and deeds. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Then the people asked me, Won't you tell us what these things you are doing mean for us? So I answered them, The word of the Lord came to me, Say to the house of Israel, This is what the Lord God says, I am about to desecrate my sanctuary, the pride of your power, the delight of your eyes, and the desire of your heart. Also the sons and daughters you left behind will fall by the sword. Then you will do just as I have done. You will not cover your moustache or eat the bread of mourners. Your turbans will remain on your heads and your sandals on your feet. You will not lament or weep, but will waste away because of your sins and will groan to one another. Now Ezekiel will be a sign for you. You will do everything that he has done. When this happens, you will know that I am the Lord God. Son of man, know that on the day I take their stronghold from them, their pride and joy, the delight of their eyes and the longing of their hearts, as well as their sons and daughters, on that day a fugitive will come to you and report the news. On that day your mouth will be open to talk with him. You will speak and no longer be mute. So you will be a sign for them and they will know that I am the Lord. Then read Jeremiah 52 verses 3 to 5. Because of the Lord's anger it came to the point in Jerusalem and Judah that he finally banished them from his presence. Nevertheless, Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. In the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon advanced against Jerusalem with his entire army. They laid siege to the city and built a siege wall all around it. The city was under siege until King Zedekiah's eleventh year. And Jeremiah 39 verse 1. In the ninth year of Zedekiah king of Judah, in the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon advanced against Jerusalem with his entire army and laid siege to it. 2 Kings 25 verses 1 to 2. In the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon advanced against Jerusalem with his entire army. They laid siege to the city and built a siege wall against it all around. The city was under siege until King Zedekiah's eleventh year. Then Ezekiel chapter 24 verses 15 to 18. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I am about to take the delight of your eyes away from you with a fatal blow. But you must not lament or weep or let your tears flow. Groan quietly. Do not observe mourning rites for the dead. Put on your turban and strap your sandals on your feet. Do not cover your moustache or eat the bread of mourners. I spoke to the people in the morning and my wife died in the evening. The next morning I did just as I was commanded. And Jeremiah chapter 52 verse 29. In the 18th year, 832 people from Jerusalem. And then Jeremiah 32, verse 1 to 5. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the 10th year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar. At that time, the army of king, the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem, and Jeremiah the prophet was imprisoned in the, king's, in the guard's courtyard in the palace of the king of Judah. Zedekiah, king of Judah, had imprisoned him, saying, 
Why are you prophesying? This is what the Lord says. Look, I am about to hand this city over to Babylon's king and he will capture it. Zedekiah, king of Judah, will not escape from the Chaldeans. Indeed, he will certainly be handed over to Babylon's king. They will speak face to face and meet eye to eye. He will take Zedekiah to Babylon where he will stay until I attend to him. This is the Lord's declaration. You will fight the Chaldeans, but you will not succeed. Then we read Jeremiah 34 verses 8 to 11 to finish today. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah made a covenant with all the people who were in Jerusalem to proclaim freedom to them. So each man would free his male and female Hebrew slaves and no one enslave his Judean brother. All the officials and people who entered into covenant to free their male and female slaves in order to, not to enslave them any longer obeyed and freed them. Afterwards, however, they changed their minds and took back their male and female slaves. They had freed and forced them to become slaves again. And there we end day 230. Day 231, we continue in Jeremiah chapter 34 before going back into Ezekiel. So we begin at Jeremiah chapter 34 verses 12 to 22. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I made a covenant with your ancestors when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery, saying, At the end of seven years each of you must free his Hebrew brother who sold himself to you. He may serve you six years, but then you must send him out free from you. But your ancestors did not obey me or pay any attention. Today you repented and did what pleased me, each of you proclaiming freedom for his neighbour. You made a covenant before me at the temple called by my name, but you have changed your minds and profaned my name. Each has taken back his male and female slaves who had been freed to go wherever they wanted, and you have again subjugated them to be your slaves. Therefore this is what the Lord says, You have not obeyed me by proclaiming freedom, each man for his brother and for his neighbour. I hereby proclaim freedom for you. This is the Lord's declaration. To sword, to plague and to famine. I will make you a horror to all the earth's kingdoms. As for those who disobeyed my covenant, not keeping the terms of the covenant they made before me, I will treat them like the calf they cut in two in order to pass between its pieces. The officials of Judah and Jerusalem, the court's officials, the priests and all the people of the land who passed between the pieces of the calf will be handed over to their enemies, to those who want to take their life. Their corpses will become food for the birds of the sky and for the wild animals of the land. I will hand Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials over to their enemies, to those who want to take their life, to the king of Babylon's army that is withdrawing. I am about to give the command, and I will bring them back to this city. They will fight against it, capture it, and burn it down. I will make Judah's cities a desolation without inhabitant. And then we begin at Ezekiel 29, verse 1 to 16. In the tenth year, in the tenth month, on the twelfth day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, turn your face toward Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all of Egypt. Speak to him and say, This is what the Lord God says. Look, I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great monster lying in the middle of his Nile, who says, My Nile is my own. I made it for myself. I will put hooks in your jaws and make the fish of your streams cling to your scales. I will haul you up from the middle of your Nile and all the fish of your streams will cling to your scales. I will leave you in the desert, you and all the fish of your streams. 
You will fall on the open ground and will not be taken away or gathered for burial. I have given you to the beasts of the earth and the birds of the sky as food. Then all the inhabitants of Egypt will know that I am the Lord, for they have been a staff made of reed to the house of Israel. When Israel grasped you by the hand, you splintered, tearing all their shoulders when they leaned on you. You shattered and made all their hips unsteady. Therefore this is what the Lord God says, I am going to bring a sword against you and wipe out man and animal from you. The land of Egypt will be a desolate ruin. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Because you said the Nile is my own, I made it. Therefore I am you and your Nile. I will turn the land of Egypt into ruins, a desolate waste from Migdol to Sinai, as far as the border of Cush. No human foot will pass through it and no animal foot will pass through it. It will be uninhabited for forty years. I will make the land of Egypt a desolation among desolate lands, and its cities will be a desolation among ruined cities for forty years. I will disperse the Egyptians among the nations and scatter them across the countries. For this is what the Lord God says, At the end of forty years I will gather the Egyptians from the nations where they were dispersed. I will restore the fortunes of Egypt and bring them back to the land of Pathros, the land of their origin. There they will be a lowly kingdom. Egypt will be the lowliest of kingdoms and will never again exalt itself over the nations. I will make them so small they cannot rule over the nations. It will never again be an object of trust to the house of Israel, drawing attention to their sin of turning to the Egyptians. Then they will know that I am the Lord God. And then we begin at Ezekiel 26 through 26 and 27 for the rest of today. In the eleventh year, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, because Tyre said about Jerusalem, Good, the gateway to the peoples is shattered, she has been turned over to me, I will be filled now that she lies in ruin. Therefore this is what the Lord God says, See, I am against you, Tyre, I will raise up many nations against you, just as the sea raises its waves. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and demolish her towers, I will scrape the soil from her and turn her into a bare rock. She will become a place in the sea to spread nets, for I have spoken. She will become plunder for the nations, and her villages on the mainland will be slaughtered by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. For this is what the Lord God says. See, I am about to bring King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, king of kings against Tyre from the north, with horses, chariots, cavalry, and a vast company of troops. He will slaughter your villages on the mainland with his sword. He will set up siege works against you and will build a ramp and raise a wall of shields against you. He will direct the blows of his battering rams against your walls and tear down your towers with his iron tools. His horses will be so numerous that their dust will cover you. When he enters your gates as an army entering a breached city, your walls will shake from the noise of cavalry, wagons and chariots. He will trample all your streets with the hooves of his horses he will slaughter your people with his sword, and your mighty pillars will fall to the ground. They will take your wealth as spoil and plunder your merchandise. They will also demolish your walls and tear down your beautiful homes. Then they will throw your stones, timber, and soil into the water. I will put an end to the noise of your songs, and the sound of your lyres will no longer be heard. I will turn you into a bare rock, and you will be a place to spread nets. You will never be rebuilt, for I, the Lord, have spoken." This is what the Lord God says to Tyre. Would the coasts and islands quake at the sound of your downfall when the wounded groan and slaughter occurs within you? 
All the princes of the sea will descend from their thrones, remove their robes, and strip off their embroidered garments. They will clothe themselves with trembling. They will sit on the ground, tremble continually, and be appalled at you. Then they will lament for you and say of you, How you have perished, city of renown, you who were populated from the seas. She who was powerful on the sea, she and all of her inhabitants inflicted their terror. Now the coastlands tremble on the day of your downfall. The islands in the sea are alarmed by your demise. For this is what the Lord God says. When I make you a ruined city like other deserted cities, when I raise up the deep against you so that the mighty waters cover you, then I will bring you down to be with those who descend to the pit, to the people of antiquity. I will make you dwell in the underworld like the ancient ruins with those who descend to the pit, so that you will no longer be inhabited or display your splendour in the land of the living. I will make you an object of horror, and you will no longer exist. You will be sought, but will never be found again. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me. Now, son of man, lament for Tyre. Say to Tyre, who is located at the entrance of the sea, merchant of the peoples to many coasts and islands, this is what the Lord God says. Tyre, you declared I am perfect in beauty. Your realm was in the heart of the sea. Your builders perfected your beauty. They constructed all your planking with pine trees from Sinir. They took our cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. They made your oars of oaks from Bashan. They made your deck of cypress wood from the coasts of Cyprus inlaid with ivory. Your seal was made of fine embroidered linen from Egypt and served as your banner. Your awning was of blue and purple fabric from the coasts of Elisha. The inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your rowers. Your wise men were within you, Tar. They were your helmsmen. The elders of Gabal and its wise men were within you, repairing your leaks. All the ships of the sea and their sailors came to you to barter for your goods. Men of Persia, Lud and Put were in your army, serving as your warriors. They hung shields and helmets in you, they gave you splendour. Men of Arvad and Helech were stationed on your walls all around, the Gamadites were in your towers. They hung their shields all around your walls, they perfected your beauty. Tarshish was your trading partner because of your great wealth of every kind. They exchanged silver, iron, tin and lead for your merchandise. Javan, Tubal and Meshech were your merchants. They exchanged slaves and bronze utensils for your goods. Those from Beth Togarmah exchanged horses, war horses and mules for your merchandise. Men of Dedan were also your merchants. Many coasts and islands were your regular markets. They brought back ivory tusks and ebony as your payment. Aram was your trading partner because of your numerous products. They exchanged turquoise, purple and embroidered cloth, fine linen, coral and rubies for your merchandise. Judah and the land of Israel were your merchants. They exchanged wheat from Minith, meal, honey, oil and balm for your goods. Damascus was also your trading partner because of your numerous products and your great wealth of every kind, trading in wine from Helbon and white wool. Vidan and Javan from Uzal dealt in your merchandise. Wrought iron, cassia and aromatic cane were exchanged for your goods. Dedan was your merchant in saddle cloths for riding. Arabia and all the princes of Qadar were your business partners, trading with you in lambs, rams and goats. The merchants of Sheba and Ramath traded with you. They exchanged gold, the best of all spices and all kinds of precious stones for your merchandise. Haran, Cana, Eden, the merchants of Sheba, Ashur and Kilamad traded with you. 
They were your merchants in choice garments, cloaks of blue and embroidered materials, and multicoloured carpets which were bound and secured with cords in your marketplace. Ships of Tarshish were the carriers of your goods, so you became full and heavily loaded in the heart of the sea. And there we end, day 231 and week 33.